0: I don't like hiding Even the parts I try to hide
1: Well, good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming out to week two of uh, CLT. Well, thank everybody for being here. Um, Do a little bit of quick housekeeping first um, before we uh, get into the teaching. Um, I know there was a little bit of a glitch with the emails. Everybody's receiving the emails. And if you're not, let me know. Well, I mean, and, and the first week is online, so that's been taken care of. So I want to make sure that you guys all know about that link. If you have any questions, come see me afterwards. Um, so as we get started, I'm just going to open this up in prayer, and then I'm going to tell, tell you a little bit about what's going to happen tonight. Father, we just thank you so much for each and every day. We thank you for the many blessings. And, Father, tonight as we talk about teams... There's no I in team, but there's an I in win, and we all win when we use your biblical principles when it comes to leadership. So, Father, tonight, bless each and every one of us as we uh, listen to this teaching, as Pastor Mike teaches us. May your Holy Spirit come down and guide us and direct us through this teaching, and may we continue to apply what we're learning in our lives as we build teams and identify leaders in our lives, and we Use everything that we learn for your glory. So, Father, tonight, we're here for you. All To you goes all the praise, the honor, and the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming. Tonight, we have Pastor Mike Braun. Most of you know Pastor Mike. He's come down and, yeah, give him a hand. He's taught before uh, down here, and I believe that you will be blessed tonight with this teaching. Um, Tonight's topic is building and maintaining teams and identifying leaders. It's a great topic. Make sure that you're taking good notes. We've talked about this, about taking notes in your homework. It's for you later that you can go back and look at these teachings and these notes and you can apply them. So I'm gonna go ahead and get off the stage. You guys have seen me enough and I'm gonna hand it over to Pastor Mike.
2: All right, give Pastor Craig a hand. There we go. All right, so it's great to be down here. And I tell you what, I, I love coming down to Sebastian. I mean, I love coming down here. It's like, you know, Pastor David, can you like recruit me or something or, you know, do like a trade or no, no, seriously. But I love coming down here. It's just an awesome family. And I love what God's doing. God's doing so much through the campus and what he's going to continue to do. It's awesome. And, you know, you, you all have God's favor on you. You know that, Right. I mean, you realize that, Amen. and really relish in that and, and understand it and see what's going on here, because it's not happening in a lot of places, but it's definitely happening here for sure, and uh, God's got His hand on it. So, but anyway, it's great to be here, and as Craig was saying, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors, and I'm um, up at the uh, Melbourne campus, and I oversee various different ministries, and tonight we're going to talk about some biblical principles about what Craig was saying about uh, building uh, teams, identifying leaders, maintaining teams, and we're going to discuss all those different things. And really, the only thing that I can understand for myself to explain is what I do at the church. So I'm going to, some of the things we're going to talk about, we're going to show are some of the things that I do. Um, so I'm not like in the uh, women's ministry, okay, or the kids' ministry, um, but we're going to share some stuff of what I've, what I've experienced and what God's done. And uh, But we're going to use biblical principles. And the things that we're going to use, these principles, are principles that we all can use in the ministry, okay? Does that sound good? All right. Really awesome. That's good. So, everybody has a Bible, right? Okay, let's go to uh, Luke, the book of Luke, and we're going to be in uh, Luke 6, and when we get there, we'll uh, start in verse 12. When we get there, um, let me ask you all a question. Have you ever known anybody as you're turning there, have you known somebody that has ever tried to do everything themselves and never asks for help? Yes, that's me. It, that's, yeah. <laughs> all right, then, we'll, we'll, have, we'll set up some counseling and we'll, you know... Um, but seriously, ever know, ever worked with somebody that's done like that, or you worked at a place? And the question is, why do people do that? Why do people do that? Hang on, various reasons. Let's talk about it for a second, real quick. Pride. Pride. I mean, it is so true. So, Do what? Yeah, it's get done right. Okay, they know it's going to get done right. Okay? Maybe not trusting others that they're not going to do it right, okay? All right? Okay, so pride, you know, trying to get things done right, absolutely. Control, absolutely. These are all not of what God wants, by the way, okay, because God doesn't like any of those things. Matter of fact, I was on a, uh, I was on a fishing trip, uh, a tournament, a pastor's fishing tournament a couple of years ago, and uh, we were out there fishing, and they, they kind of put you with another pastor, so they pair you with somebody. So I didn't even know this guy. He was at a church, not I could say where, It's up in North Merritt Island, and, and um. And so we fished like all day together, and he was asking about, you know, were you at Calvary Chapel? So he asked a lot of questions. Oh, Calvary, like, you know, what goes on there? And we said so we're fishing and talking. By the way, I, I outfished him, okay? Um, <laughs> but we were just talking away and stuff. And so we're asking questions about each other and what we're experiencing. So I, so I was asking questions about his church, and I was asking him, man, so you're you're the senior pastor? Because you know you get a chance to bend the ear from a senior pastor, that's great. And started asking him questions about things and how things are set up. And what he started telling me was. Man, in my church, I just do it all. You know, I, I teach, and uh, I, I do the janitor stuff, I do the toilets, because they just don't get it right. And I, I sweep the floors, because they don't sweep it this way. And he's going through this list of things, and I said, like, well, how many people are in your church? And he says, I don't know, it's about 60 people, I guess. And, and he says, I don't know, we used to have like 150 or 200-something, it's down to 60, and, and I'm like, okay, now, I'm not, I'm not God, I'm not the Holy Spirit, okay? But I left that day fishing thinking, man, you've got to trust your people. If God's bringing people to your church, God wants to use those people. you agree with that? Yes. And it's just like you're here through this leadership, uh, this class that's going on. God's placed you here for a reason. You feel like God's placed you here? Okay, then. And as a leader especially, and knowing that, knowing that if that's God's will for you and He's placed you here to do that. After you're done with this class and you go through and use the principles that God gives you, God's gonna do amazing work through you. Because He's placed you here to, to learn as all of us are all, all of us are learning, all of us are in process, but God will always see things through. Always. We can trust Him with that. He who began a good work in you will what? See it to completion. That's a fact. Amen? Okay, good. So we're in Luke 6. And um, as we get there, first thing I want to tell you is that. Um, it's really, I put it, saw this acronym, and I really like it how they do it. I guess it's called an acronym, it was, but it's called uh, Building and Maintaining Team, and I put it as TEAM. So, it's on the screen here for TEAM. So, we see that on here, TEAM. Together, everyone achieves more. I started thinking about that, the, the pastor that I fished with, he was doing everything, and he was getting burnt out. He was like, I can't wait to get out of the ministry. There's just too much stuff going on, and and. And there was like two ministries in the church, and he was getting burnt out because you weren't including a team. And who was the best, by far, the most perfect person that put together a team ever? Jesus. Jesus, by far. And Jesus did. And so Jesus didn't do things by himself. He always gathered people around him. If you read through the Scriptures, he's always traveling with people and building leaders and building teams and he built an awesome team that he sent out. As a matter of fact, that team changed the world. I mean, just think of that, what that team did. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that team, what God used them for. And really, they, are the, the, they talk about the foundation, the, the apostles and the teachings and things like that. So let's go to Luke 6, and we're going to see some things about Jesus here. And so here uh, is one of those days, verse 12, that uh, Jesus went up uh, to the mountainside to pray and spend the night. Uh, praying to God. So we see here this thing is that he's up there all night. So the first key point for us is this, we have to be diligent in prayer. And I know it's something like you th- you, we think, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we just, you know, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. But listen, when we look at this verse right here, would you say that Jesus was diligent that night? I mean, he was up all night praying and seeking God, and seeking his guidance. He was diligent. And as he was doing that, I started thinking about, as Jesus did that, I think about the Apostle Paul. And I'm sure you all know this verse. He, of course, he got it from Jesus. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he writes to the, church in, uh, the Thessalonian church, and he says, pray without what? Ceasing. I like the NLT. NLT says, really easy, never stop praying. Really simple. Never stop praying. And when you're in ministry, um, you can never stop praying, by the way. You can never stop going to God. You continually need to go to God constantly. And I think about, you know, as we have teams in ministry and all the things that we're doing and asking God to, 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 uh, to reach the lost and, and putting together teams, I'm sure that, and I know Pastor David and I know Pastor Craig, do you all pray a lot? I mean, Pastor David, do you pray a lot? Okay. And it's a thing is in ministry, we constantly have to be seeking God and seeking Him for His direction. And the thing is is that when I think about the, the groups that I get to oversee, there's a lot of praying going on. And even with the teams that I get to gather with, there's a lot of praying going on and seeking God for direction. And so in ministry, it's something that we do. And sometimes, uh, sometimes things get busy, and what do we forget to do sometimes? Forget to pray. It happens. We all get busy. You know, in CLT, Calvary Leadership Training, you're going to have a section on leaders' prayer life because it's so important. And I know when you stop praying and you start stop seeking God, what happens is you start seeking your, ourselves and a way to do things. We start relying on ourselves how to do things and then many times we'll see ministries go a certain direction because we're not seeking God, and it wasn't His will, so we have to be diligent uh, in prayer. And here's the thing is, is that um, what do you think happens with a, the result of a non-praying leader? What do you think happens? Okay, they fail, all right, right? So what? Temptation? temptation? Okay, yeah, fail, temptation, temptation. What are the things, if, we have a, if you have a non-praying leader, what can happen, you think? You get burnt out, absolutely, yep. What? Stagnant, yep. You're not hearing God's Word, right? Here's the thing is, if, if we become a non-praying leader and seeking God, we miss out on the power of God, and the ministries need the power of God to do what they need to do. It, it's not a secular-run ministry, okay? It's a spiritual-run ministry. And when you try to, try to merge secular leadership with spiritual leadership, now you can learn principles of spiritual leadership and use them in the secular world, but you can't take secular leadership and try to transplant it into the spiritual life of a leader. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I've been part of ministries where somebody's been a secular leader and how they did things and all this, and it causes disarray and chaos and things like that. And listen, I know one thing. When the the Holy Spirit's in control, nothing's out of control because He's a spirit of control for sure. So we have to make sure that we're praying and making sure that we're sticking to that um, and going to the Lord. Okay, so when we pray, it allows us to participate in God's works and what He's doing, and when we pray, things happen. When we don't pray, things don't happen. All right? So, Jesus is up on the mountainside. He's praying all night. He's going to God. And I believe also He's giving an example to everybody showing that He is going to the Lord because He is Lord, but He's also going to God. He's showing this. But look at verse 13, and it says, when morning came, He called His disciples to Him and chose 12 of them who He also designated apostles. So, we know all the names that are there through 13 through 16, all the different the apostles there. So, here... He prays all night, and he designates these, these guys to be the apostles. I mean, he spent all night seeking God and asking God who were going to be, yes, the disciples, but who the apostles were going to be. And so it's a really big thing for us. So he goes down, and he, and he talks to them, and, he, and he, he designates them this. So it's a good thing for us to know is that we need to be diligent after we pray and after we seek God and God gives us somebody, we need to be diligent in asking the person to be part of the team. Does that make sense? So we need to be diligent with asking. So if you're, if you're a leader of a team and you've been seeking God and asking him, oh God, you know, who do, we, who do I put on this team? Who do we, uh, to, to be a part of this, this ministry that's happening, so what do we do is we're seeking God and we're praying, well, listen, he's going to give an answer. He's going to give us an answer on who to look for. And here's the thing is, uh, we all know what's going on right now, the coronavirus. We all know the thing that's happening. We're just starting to get back with church. Some people have left. Some people, you know, people are coming. Some people are, you know, right now we're going to be in a time, I'll be honest with you, we're going to be in a time, we're going to be in a time of building. Matter of fact, this is going to be a time of building of this church here. I mean, God's doing the work here. And you all here are going to be in a time of really starting to, to I mean, God's going to do some work here, and as a matter of fact, we want to be part of that, and God's going to put together teams. Listen, teams, ministry, God, Jesus put together a team and other teams, and then teams beyond that. Churches don't operate without teams, as the church I was sharing with you up in North Merritt Island. We have to have teams, okay? Thank God that we have teams because we bear the the stuff that we do together as a team. And so when you see God and you ask him for people who – to be part of the team. God's, God will give answers. Right now, I'm, uh, we're in the midst of putting together a core team. And the last, like, three or four months, I've been really praying and seeking God and asking Him, God, who do you want to be part of this team? And through this one part of ministry, which I, I, I'm there, I started to be really intentional of seeking God and asking Him, and then asking God to show me who you want to be on this team. And it's part of our Tuesday night group. It's a fairly large group. Guys are starting to come back. And 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 as I started to, to just pray and just look at people and, and asking and asking, God really showed me four individuals. And I, I believe it's from the Lord. And through that time kept praying. So talking to the team, we prayed, we said yes, let's ask. They all recognized. So when we went to call and talk to these individuals, the first one says to me, He goes, No, get out. No, just joking. He says to me, it's just easy. He says to me, he goes, Pastor Mike, I've been part of this ministry now, coming here, attending, and I've been praying and asking God, is there something I can do to be part of this in a greater way? That's what he said to me. Was, I said, Listen, you have, to pray. you have to pray. He goes, I've already been praying. And that's an answered prayer. The second person, I asked him, I said, Hey, the team, we've been praying and, and seeking, and, and your name kind of came up and just want to see if you want to be part of is what we're doing in this, the ministry as a leadership team and, and a core team, and, and he says, wow, I stopped teaching in Iwana, okay, three months ago. I've been coming for a while. We recognize i coming. I've been teaching in Iwana, and I've been praying if God would open an opportunity for me to be part of something on this night. And I'm like, okay, that's two for two. We're doing good here, all right? The next guy, goes go through to ask the same question, and uh, he says, man, I've been doing the same thing, praying. Now, the fourth guy, I said, you've got to pray about it. And he goes, you're right, I do need to pray about it. Well, at the baptism we had just recently, he came to me, and he said, man, God really confirmed it to me this morning. He confirmed it to me this morning, and the answer is yes, I want to be part of that. And so when we seek God, I mean, of fact, we had our first meeting last night, and, and here's the thing is when we're praying and we're seeking God, and we're asking people, and then we meet together, as we're going to talk about. The thing is, is the ministry now, they, they see the ministry as being led by God. They recognize that. They recognize that God's leading because the leaders are seeking God, okay? Come together in a meeting, we're seeking God. Spent probably, I don't know how long last night praying, and the ministry is run how God wants it to run. And this is what God wants us to do. So He wants us to pray, and He wants us to uh, seek uh, and seek Him and then ask people to be part of the team. And you'd be surprised when you do that, when you really pray and ask, and you see people and start watching them and identifying them, and you ask, um, it's surprised what happens. It's, it's so awesome. So one thing I want to just kind of share with you is that be mindful when someone asks you to be in a position of leadership. Why? Why should you be mindful of that if someone were to come to you and ask you to be in a position of leadership? Don't. You don't know what their are. Okay, you don't know what their motives are, right? Not to be a okay, right, right? No there we go, right? No humble beginnings. Know no what? Yep. What? Sorry? Okay, right. So if somebody walks up to you, and you're you're leading this ministry to say you're one of the leaders of ministry, and they say, hey, uh, you know, um, Dennis, man, I want to be a leader. I want a leadership position in your in the ministry you're part of. That's like a red flag, by the way. Okay, that's a red flag. I mean, there's like no humility there. It's just like, bam, put me in that position. And here's the thing is for, I know for ourselves, and even at the church in Melbourne, one of the nights that we, we have, a, one of the larger nights is Tuesday night because it's a teaching night for us. Sometimes I've had guys come to me and say, hey, I want to be in a, a I want to be, not even part of the ministry, they'll just walk and say, I want to be part of Tuesday night I want to teach. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I've already got the verbatim down, by the way, Okay. Because this happens all the time. And I'm not like we don't want to be against anybody, but like Pastor Dave was saying, and you want people that are humble. And the way I check that is I say, listen, come be part of the ministry. A lot of times there's people that aren't part of the ministry. Say, come be part of it. Come Tuesday night. Be part of it. And then let's see what God does. I've never had anybody stay more than three weeks. Sometimes they just never show up. See, it, we have to check hearts as well, right? And, and, and I love when, uh, when uh, uh, Calvary Leadership Training started years ago. I remember Pastor Dave started it, and he was sharing a story how Chuck Smith, who started the Calvary Chapels, you know how he checked for humility? When people would come and speak to him about serving, he would intentionally put pieces of garbage outside his window on the ground. And when they walked up and they picked up the garbage... He's like, okay, there we go. That's a humble person. So I remember the first CLT I, I started with Pastor Dave in 2010, Dave Fulkerts, and uh, the, the groups coming in. He used to put little pieces of paper. I forgot to tell you that, Craig. Put little pieces of paper, uh, and he'd see who would come in, and he, didn't, he then he would tell the story to see who's humble or not. You know. So I should have told you that in secret, Pastor Craig. Sorry, we could have used it next week. Okay, so no. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, it's just, it's just so good. I mean, we're getting off track here, okay? Anyway, but it's, but it's really, really good. And so, I always try to be mindful of people and making sure that they're, they're humble. And, um... But verse 16 gives us a really good uh, take on here. Look at verse 16. Luke uh, 6, verse 16. Judas, son of John, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. man. That is so much wisdom in that one verse for us, okay? First thing, I think it's for for God to let us know wisdom for us to know that. We have to be careful who we choose, okay? And the second thing is to know that in your ministries when you have teams, it's wisdom that you may have somebody that's going to go against you. I mean, I've had it happen before, and... I believe God puts that here for us as wisdom to know here's Jesus who chose the team. He knows, okay, and one of them goes astray. That's wisdom for us to know that you may have somebody that's going to go astray. It's going to happen. So don't be surprised if you're leading a team and you have somebody go astray. It's going to happen to Jesus, okay, it's going to happen to us. Does that make sense? Okay, so don't be surprised. But here's the thing is is that we need to be faithful with you, and God will do the increase, we don't need to try to make the increase happen. All we need to do is be faithful with little, and, and, and we're going to talk about that, be faithful with little and let God do the increase. Because if we try to do the increase, man, it's, it's burnout. But if we sit back and we are faithful to what God gives us, because listen, here's the thing is the ministry, it's not ours, by the way. This ministry at Calvary Chapel is not, it's God's ministry and He places us to be good stewards of the ministry, but to use it to operate under His power that all of us have because of the Holy Spirit living inside of us and the Holy Spirit who's around. Amen? Okay. So I'm going to talk about a, a day in the life of, of my ministry. I just said it's not mine. It's not mine. It's God's, right? The ministry that I get to do. So I'm going to just share about some things of the ministry that I oversee and the different things that I do. And um, I can only come from the standpoint of what I know and what I've done, and so I'm just sharing the things that I oversee just because. And, and, but the principles can be used for what we're going to go through for any of the ministries, okay? And here's the thing is, when I first, started, when I first got into ministry, um, I, 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 had some, I had some leadership, you know, that just didn't lead the right way how to do things uh, correctly and how to do things with teams and how to build stuff and, and how to do things the right way spiritually and there was one man that really helped me understand how to build ministry spiritually the way God wants it to be built. Okay? And I know he's not like me calling him out, but that's, it's Pastor David Cluse. Years ago, Pastor, God had me the opportunity that I could be discipled in that area by Pastor David Cluse. And, and we didn't have like these teams. Things were, and then he was the first one that came in. He was like, okay, who do you got? Who's where? What's happening here? Who's praying? Who's spiritual? Who's this? All this. And all of a sudden, this, the, he starts forming these teams together, and then God started to do amazing work. I mean, it was an amazing time, wasn't it? It was amazing. So I learned a lot from, from uh, Pastor David, but uh, God taught me a little bit more, okay? No, just, <laughs> um, no. but you do have an amazing leader uh, as a pastor here, and um, I didn't know that his heart is for the Lord and for people. And, um, and so, so some of the stuff we're going to talk about, the ministries that we started and what God did. So the first thing is the men's ministry. So it's one of the things that I get to oversee is the men's ministry. And I'll kind of run through these quickly. We have our men's Tuesday night. And by the way, these are, these are ministries that have teams put together. Ministries have to have teams put together in order to accomplish things. If it's just one person, it's really difficult. So each of these have teams. So men's uh, Tuesday night is a core team there. Men's biblical counseling and coaching, we have a core team of men that do that. Men's communication, that's with our Facebook, our, uh, our emails, our Insta- or, uh, not Instagram, our our texting and things like that, people that do that. We have our ongoing studies, the oil change ministry, Ready Reserves, which I heard Ready Reserves started, started here. Who's on Ready Reserves? Anybody here? Man, I heard a lot of people join that. That's awesome. That's a great ministry. Uh, basketball, volleyball, 314 runnings, 314 running and walking. And just now we're starting a young dads ministry. That's a new ministry that's, that's starting up. And uh, there's a core team of men now, young dads, uh, that I get to spend time with. Um, and we're developing this ministry together. We're having our first event coming in February, and uh, we think a lot of guys are going to start coming because young dads, it's a difficult, to be a young dad, it's difficult. Kids, working, you know, your wife, ministry, all these different things, so we'll put that together. Next, we got our financial ministry. Anybody been through Financial Peace University? Okay, so one of the things I get to oversee is that, and we have a team together for that. Um, anybody went through Momentum that we did a few years ago? Freedom is coming. We had, that a couple, we had everybody in the church go through FPU. Um, that was a big, massive, great team, awesome team helped put that together. We do biblical financial coaching, so we have a team that does that, and then we do various classes and workshops throughout the, the year. Okay, next. Hands of Love Ministry. Uh, this is a ministry that is a compassion ministry that uh, the team, um, what they do is they go out and they, uh, they do One Can You Can, which happens every uh, once a month. I think you guys do that here first weekend of the month, same as we at Melbourne. And the, the, the ministry, what it does, is it gives to uh, kids in public school that have no food over the weekend. Um, and right now, we're operating under, uh, I think, three schools, um, and, and, and God's doing amazing work that we are called uh, to, to take care of the poor. We are called to do that. And so, this is a ministry that, that does that. We do His Place uh, Feeding, which is the homeless, take care of that. We're there once a month, and we supply them with tents and uh, blankets and things like that. And then um, during the Thanksgiving and Christmas season, we supply underprivileged families with meals and and stuff like that. So there's a whole team that operates all of that, okay? All right, next. We have burnt offerings. Anybody like barbecue? All right, there you go. We have that. And uh, what's amazing is we feed three public schools facilities at the beginning of the school year. We do teacher appreciation nights. And what's pretty neat is that the schools that we do the backpacks with, with the food, are the schools that we do... The feedings with, and through that with those teams, God's done amazing things. And I'll just share what what God's been doing in that. Um, We've seen uh, taking care of the kids, taking care of the poor, feeding them. But the byproduct off that is we've seen teachers coming to church, and it's all started at one of my wife's school that she was at. And from that school, we were. My wife was like, "Oh, I know. Hey, she's coming to church. Oh, this coming to church. We went to a baptism on the beach." We saw two families that are teachers that got baptized. And each of them, talking with them, they said that they, they started attending because things, the teams were, they, they said, you guys do things with excellence. Like, you do things like, really, you know, Calvary Chapel, we do things with excellence. We do it unto the Lord. And that's the reason why they started to attend. And, but see, God will use anything to draw people, okay? And through that relationship we have with, this, with the, class, the schools now, they actually allow us to bring flyers in for the different things that we have going on. So pretty cool stuff. But the team's an amazing team. FEED is Y-O-U. That's Youth Outreach Unlimited. Uh, that's for the uh, uh, Pastor Derek, the kids that come across the street. They come to the school, and we do a lot of things with them with Thanksgiving and end of the year, and we do various outreaches. Next, event teams. So we have event teams. And these teams, anybody, uh, I know the ladies are here, but um, guys who's been to men's r and Awesome. Who's been part of the teams? Steve, I know you've been part of those teams. Yes, thank you. Woo. It, takes, it takes a woman to get it right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for the ladies. That's awesome. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but we have those teams, which we, uh, which we have to have those teams to help. Men's Tuesday nights throughout the year, we do many events, just like you guys do here. I mean, you all here do, like on, I know for the guys, Cornhole Night. Well, somebody's got to get the cornhole boards out. Somebody's got to help put things put together and all this. You know, Pastor Craig, you, you, you guys can't do it. You got to have a team. So it's so important to be part of it. Um, and so we do that throughout the year, through chili fests and different things that we do to draw guys. Men's RR, amazing time. Um, we've had some amazing men's retreats, and I attribute it to obviously God, but the teams that God has placed together. Jared Levington's been leading those the last couple of years. And the teams that God has brought, like, like Steve and, and Pastor Craig, and just putting together amazing things that God does. And He's going to honor those things um, in our men's conference that we do. Um, we do. So a couple things that are not on there um, is I have a, there, there's a steering committee that participates to help me uh, to oversee all the ministries. So the steering team, we meet, and then we go through all the different ministries, and, it's, and, and here's the thing is, is that we have to have spirit-filled people part of the teams. And these are guys that are spirit-filled men that help to oversee all these different things that are happening. And so I meet with them, and then we pray and then see God for direction. You see how important a team is? It's so important. And, of course, we have a staff team, and so I have, I have the privilege of having two assistants and an administrative assistant to really help um, to do things. So here's the thing is, is that here there's ministry opportunities, women's ministry and events. Um, man, I was talking to Vivian, the women's ministry, getting back together, and people starting to come, and you got an event this Friday coming up. Um, ladies, everybody sign up for that event. If you haven't, go see Vivian, okay, because, man, it's, it'll be a great time. Children's ministry... No? Youth? Youth. Okay, yeah, youth. Um, Should have had your son up here. Your son dressed like me one year for Halloween with a bald head. You know, it's like um, children's ministry have opportunities, youth ministry, outreach ministry, mission trips. I mean, look at the opportunities that God has here to serve. And man, there's nothing better than serving God together with teams and coming together and praying, and we're going to talk about those things. But its I'll tell you what, I'm thankful that I'm part of some teams. I'm thankful I get to be part of a pastoral team. I'm thankful for the teams that I get to see and meet together because we laugh, we talk, we pray, we weep, we cry, everything in the mix that we do. And God designed us to be in relationship with the other, and he put together the first team for a reason. It was a design for us to build teams. Does that make sense? You know? And so here's one of the, the biggest things is that we need to be diligent in when we're leading ministry is this one. We need to be diligent and rest in the Lord and be patient. It says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Nothing worse than being an anxious leader. Now, we all get that way at times, okay, because we we're human. But we need to be diligent in resting in the Lord with the ministries, as I said earlier, the ministries aren't ours. They're God's. They're all His. We're just good stewards of it. But you see, if we're trying to work things out of our own power, of our own might, trying to do this and try to do that, eventually there's burnout. Eventually, things things go down the wrong direction. But if we rest in the Lord and truly rest in Him and watch what He does, you're going to see God do amazing things. And and here's the thing is, you're going to know for a fact that it was only by God's hand that that happened. When the Hands of Love ministry started, we did this one can you can and um, put together a team and um, did all these things. The first drop-off, we had these huge expectations. Like, man, the whole church is going to drop off a million things of food, okay? We have these directions and maps and all this stuff. And uh, the first drop-off we had that came, we had eight cans, the entire church, eight cans. So the team's there that we're like, we're like, I got pictures of the first drop-off, actually. And we're like, what? All this stuff and, like, everybody's getting anxious and all this. And I remember it was one guy, Mark Barta, if you know Mark Barta, been at the church a long time. He goes, we just need to pray, see God. And so we stopped and we prayed. And and I remember him saying, God, we're going to rest in you. You put the ministry together. We'll be faithful, God. We'll just see what what you do through this. And I tell you, since that was six, seven years ago, um, this last school year, stopped in March, we already did 16,000 meals. 16,000 meals that God supplied for these kids that have no food, from eight cans. It's like feeding of the 5,000. And it was just trusting and resting him. So in the ministries that you're part of and you're going to lead or whatever God's going to do, part of those teams, in the Lord with them. That make sense? Yeah? Because you're going to get to see God do really cool things. And then you're going to get to brag about God. Nothing better than bragging about God. He's an amazing, amazing God. Amen? All right. So let's take a five-minute break, and then we're going to hit some principles when we come back.
0: signed up for this a distraction from
1: your emptiness a distraction from
0: i Missing Parts I don't like, my heart even the parts I try to hide, my heart every room.
2: Hey, you all ready to get back or? I tell you what, let's just do a fellowship night, you know. (laughs) Let's break out the cornhole boards and let's, uh, (laughs) there we go. I got you. It's good. Well, listen, we got another two hours, so... Oh, just... <laughs> You're going to be throwing, like, uh, pumpkins at me here or something, okay? I love the setup. That looks really cool. That's good. Um, and so, so as we're, um, so we're back together, as we're, you know, as we're praying or seeking God, we're asking, we're building teams, we have teams put together. I have to say one thing is we're going to get on the top, and I'll, we'll put the slide up in a second, but we're, we want to maintain teams, obviously. But there's going to be seasons that you'll have people part of a team and then they won't be part of the team. Now, the question is, are they not part of the team because of you or I? Okay. That's a question, all right? Or is it from God? So, I've had people that have moved on to other teams or other areas in ministry. And one of the questions I always ask them, because I have a relationship with them, and I always ask them, I say, now, okay, is that, make sure, is that, was that from you? Like, is that your decision, or did God speak to you through that decision? That's an important question to ask them. And sometimes it's been like, well, it might have been an incident that came up or something, and it opened the door for us to talk. Because sometimes, and you'll talk about communication, vital, in, by the way, with ministry, okay? Um, and sometimes it's like, no, God's, God spoke to me about doing X or whatever. And so, and if it's God saying X, to do whatever it is, God's going to see it through for that person. God's going to take care of the ministry that you have and what, what's going to supply, what He's going to supply and all that. And so, we can, once again, we can rest in the Lord, okay? So, I just wanted to make sure I, uh, I said that. So, um, And so, okay. So, when I put up, when this next slide goes up in a second here, I, I want to put it up. I want to talk about it a second. I want to make sure it'll be really clear. So, let's put this slide up. I think this is really important. Maintaining a team, having a body of Christ mindset, not having a volunteer mindset. Um, here's the thing is, is, is there a verse on that next screen or not? Romans, Romans 12? Okay, so I missed it. I apologize. So Romans twelve 4, 5 says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, So it is with Christ's body. We have many parts, one body, as we all belong to each other. Now, we do have volunteers at the church. Okay, we do that, absolutely. But here's the thing is is that when we look in the New Testament, can anybody go to the verse that says that we're volunteers? See, sometimes when, when, a, when, when we have a volunteer mindset, it's kind of like, okay, well, I volunteer at the hospital. I'm just going to stop volunteering at the hospital. I'm going to go volunteer over here. That's not the way it is with God because we are one body. We're all connected together. God calls some people to be on staff, some people to not be on staff. No one's better than another. We're all equal in God's eyes. But I assure you, we are all the body of Christ, okay? And we are all connected together. So while we do have the term volunteer, the volunteer mindset should not be in a ministry because it kind of, bring, it kind of brings like a separation, all right? Because everybody is vital to the kingdom of God. And all because you're not on staff doesn't mean you're not vital. Okay, you're a, We are all vital to God. And He wants to use every single one of us with the gifts that He's given us and to be a a ministry that has teams together and serving Him. And, man, we've seen God do amazing, amazing things through that. Does that sound okay? Sound good? All right. So nobody call Steve Schlesinger, okay? Um, All right, next. Big one here. Share life together. When you have a ministry team, share life together. One of my favorite verses so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And man, I tell you what, I, I love, it has been difficult with the stuff that's going on right now with COVID, okay, with all the things, but doing life together and sharing life together, it's, it's when you have a team, and for myself, I do that mostly for myself. I oversee a lot, but I really directly oversee the staff ministry that, I, that I'm part of, and then also the, the uh, steering com- uh, group. And doing life with those, because inter- they're, they're, they're the ones that I really do a lot with. And so we share life together. How do we do share life together? Well, we do things that, like at a, we'll go to a park and we'll have food together. We'll spend time together. Social distancing, okay? We'll do those things. Um, we'll do stuff where we meet and have coffee together. Um, we didn't have COVID people at the house. Um, you, You remember years ago, David, we had people come to the house and just come together and do life together and really build a connection and a relationship with people. I mean, didn't Jesus do that? I mean, He walked with people, like walked with them. I think we've got away from that somewhat. And I always felt with the ministries that I directly lead that I wanted to be part of their lives and to know them and them to know me And by the way, the the steering group that I'm part of, the, the, the guys, we have an accountability for each other. I've given them permission to hold me accountable. If God's telling you something about me, then you need to tell me. Not because you're pointing fingers at me, because you love me. the Holy Spirit's telling you something about me, then you need to come talk to me, and it's vice versa. But that happens to that relationship and building life together and being open and real um, and so we need to do that when we have teams. So if you're part of a team or you're going to lead a team, these are some suggestions that you can make with the team that you're with. Maybe you're doing it. I'm not sure. But if not, suggest that. You know, let's, let's meet. Let's go have a picnic together. Let's go and do this together. Let's go and do that together. Let's go out to dinner together, you know, because, man, I tell you, what, guys, life is short, by the way, amen? You know what I'm saying? And, and so we need to be able to do things together. So that's a really important thing. We know this verse, uh, and it's going to kind of go into the, to the, to the next uh, one in a second. Hebrews 10.24 says, let us, not consider, uh, let us consider how we can spur one another on towards loving good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the day more as we see the day approaching. By the way, that day is a big D. You know what day that is? That's right. Listen, are we getting closer to that or What? I can assure you we are one day closer, and I can assure you tomorrow's going to be one day closer, okay? We don't know when it is, but it's happening. But it's really clear here the writer says, listen, we, we come together, spur one another on, to, to help one another, to, to, to encourage one another, um, to, doing, to doing good. To, and, and as the day we see approaching, and this is how we're supposed to do life. I truly believe somewhat in the American church we kind of got away from that a little bit. Right? So we need to do that. So it, listen, I've known in the teams that I've been part of, uh, it's been really beneficial and we've connected great friendships. So it goes right to the next point. Meet on a regular basis. Now this meeting on a regular basis is like ministry meeting and it says that, um, oh, it's on there. I did know the verse is on there. That's like the right one. Okay. All right. So meet on a regular basis. So we meet on a regular basis. Um, and, and, and to do ministry, we have to meet because we have to pray. We have to see God together. We have to talk about, not that we're talking about people, but talking about certain things that are going through with different people, what's happening, what are they, what are they seeing, what are they not seeing. And we, so we meet continuously. I know the steering committee, we meet at least physically once a month, but we also Zoom meet, okay? Anybody been doing any? You guys still do Zoom meetings? Okay. So we also do Zoom meetings, and the Zoom meetings are for us to pray together and really more opportunities for us to talk and things like that. Zoom, a terrible thing, but it's actually been really good, been helpful. Um, So we do that. We do that together, and it's good. And so we meet as a ministry, and and through those times that we're meeting and talking, we're encouraging one another, we're praying together, we're casting vision together. If we don't cast vision, what happens to the people if we don't cast vision? The people, what? They perish. And in ministry, it's nothing better than having a team and you're casting vision. And the the great thing is that when you're part of a team and you're casting vision, okay, and you see what God's doing through the ministry and you're together with somebody, and when you're meeting, you come back and you're like, man, did you see God do this or God did that? And it starts to snowball on this thing where you're like, man, did you see God do this? Did you see God do that? Did we experience God doing this? And it starts to snowball into when we're connecting and knowing each other and seeing God at work. And it's actually really exciting. I know for myself, the opportunity when I first started serving in ministry and I got to serve with, with Pastor David Cluse, that's where I got to meet him years ago, we got to see God do, I mean, we see God do amazing things. I mean, incredible things that we got to experience. And it was just a great team um, that we had. And, and it was just really, really good to do this. So we want to keep meeting together. It keeps the team in unity when you meet together, keeps everybody in unity. And nothing worse than having a, a team that's in disunity. But if you're casting vision, meeting together on a regular basis, you're in unity. God's always going to work through unity. Um, when the coronavirus hit and all this stuff happening, the last conference we had that we prayed about a year, or almost a year prior, the men's conference, we got together, we prayed about the name of the conference, and God gave us the name, Stand Firm, Stay Focus. It was on uh, March 13th. That name came out of a meeting of a team seeking God together. That weekend, we, we closed church. Did we need to stand firm and stay focused for what we've been going through? I texted uh, Pastor Doug Souter from Fort Lauderdale who did the, uh, the conference. I texted him the other day. And, um, and just said, man, that was such a God thing because we needed to stand firm and stay focused. He goes, yeah, it's been speaking to me too a lot lately, <laughs> you know. He says, I thought about that and how we needed to stand firm. But that came out of a team coming together and meeting. So, God's going to do those things where we meet and, and we're going to, to uh, cast vision, things like that. Um, one thing that's really good, I think, is, is for us to, um, to be important that as we have teams and we We've placed teams together, and we're doing life together. We're meeting together. Next slide has it up right there. It says, be grateful for them and pray for them. Be grateful for the people that God has placed with you. And we know that God gets the glory for everything, but we need to be grateful. Paul says here, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Does Paul sound grateful for those people? You know, he does. And often, sometimes in, in ministry, we forget to tell somebody, thank you for what you're doing. We know you're serving the Lord, okay? But thank you for serving the Lord and thank you for what you're doing. I'm grateful for you. By the way, being grateful is more powerful than thank you. And I am, I am so grateful for the people that God's placed with me, I, there's no way that things could get done the way it's being done if, if God didn't place those people. I'm so grateful for them. And I know Pastor David, he's grateful for all of you. At times I've been, I've talked with them, meet with them, praying for the church and things. Um, and so be grateful for the people that God's placed around you. Tell them, let them know. Um, so, some of the things that I, I tend to do at times, I make phone calls, like, out of the blue. If I can't, if we're not connected, checking how they're doing. Um, Texting is a great tool these days, okay? Texting somebody just out of the blue and just tell them thank you or just send them an encouraging verse about something. Um, You know, emails, those things are really good. And, you know, here's the thing is when you start to do that with your team, you know what they start to do to you? They start doing the same thing back. And here's the thing is many, many times I'll get a text from somebody, part of the team or something, and he sent the text, and maybe it was a verse, that I needed to hear that particular time that the person sent it. And I was like, hey, God, I know that you're, you're, you're speaking, okay? And so, but we need to encourage others. Is, is it difficult out there in the world? It's so difficult out there. And, and, and you're all, we're all part of it. We all see things that are happening. Man, when we come together, we, we got to be grateful for one another, help one another, and do the work. God will always honor that, okay? will always honor that. All right. Here's a point that's really, really important is here, point number five. Know that they're not perfect. And guess what? Neither, well, thank you, Vivian. (laughs) Did my wife call you? No? Okay. (laughs) But neither are we. We're all going to mess up, okay? If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. John wrote that. It is so true. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to sin. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. If you expect to put perfection on people, now, do we do it with excellence for the Lord, unto the Lord? Absolutely. But none of us are perfect. We're all in process. And one of the things that I do is I get to meet with Pastor David Fulker. That's my overseer. That's who I meet with, okay, once a week. And he gives me freedom to lead the ministries. But he will tell me when, you know, he's going to talk to me about something, and we communicate about it, and he understands that I'm not perfect either. But we communicate and talk about it. So don't put that on people in the ministry to make sure that to make them that they're perfect, because it's not it's not gonna happen. There's only one perfect, and that's God. We're in how does it go? We're all in perfect people serving what? A perfect Jesus. And when you start putting that on people, it it, it just goes down the wrong roads. Okay? So no, they're not perfect, and neither are we. Um, and here's a, here's a good thing is to know is, um, anybody ever heard of the beach ball theory? It's in Revelation. No, just joking. This is not in the Bible. Okay, so this is not a, this is, not a, this is something that I've learned in, in prior, but it, it does work. It, it, it is good. So if I had a beach ball here, and I, um, a beach ball has different colors. And if I put it up here, and let's just say uh, Dennis, you're looking at the beach ball. I'm looking at the beach ball. You see one color, right, and I see another color. But you don't see the color that I'm seeing. And I don't see the color you're seeing. And that, what that represents is that we don't know the people that we're doing things with. We don't know what maybe happened that day to them. We have no idea. We have no idea what they're going through. Maybe they got a phone call that somebody had cancer or somebody had this or whatever, and we start to, you know, talk to them about, hey, you're not doing this correctly, you're not do- and now we start pointing fingers. So what we got to do is with that beach ball is we have to be able to turn the beach ball around to see what the other person's seeing, and that's by communicating with each other. And it'll be a communication segment. But I think it's really good to understand that we're not perfect, and no one is. Listen, only God's perfect. Okay. All right. So um, Ephesians four thirty-two says, "Be kind to one another." hearted forgiving one another as God uh, and Christ forgave you we're imperfect people serving a perfect Christ okay well important person so when we are with each other we need to be uh, kind to one another tender-hearted to one another forgiving one another and aren't you thankful that Christ has forgiven you all right there's three of you that are happy about that okay but be Mindful of the fact that we all are imperfect, and God forgives us. We come and reprint and, and ask for forgiveness, and so we also have to make sure that when we're when we're working with people, the same thing. And here's the last key that we're going to talk about uh, before we uh, before we end is this. Here's the last key: we need to love, love, love your leaders. Man, you got to love, love, love your leaders, dear children. Let's not merely say that we love each other, but let us show the truth by our actions. We love our leaders. You love them unconditionally. And and no matter the situation that's going on, we love them unconditionally. And I love that verse because the verse actually goes on and it says that verse 19, that's how you'll know uh, the truth is that when you by your action on how you love people. And when we do life together as a ministry team and we're maintaining the team, we're walking this life out together, things happen. I've had people on, my, on the teams I've been part of go in the hospital for certain reasons. Um, and, and, and we have a choice. Am I going to go to the hospital or not go to the hospital? We've had people go through various different things with family members and stuff. And my number is available for certain people 24-7. First, it's my wife, okay, number one. But she also knows that there's certain people in the ministry that, that I have to take phone calls from. One, obviously, is Pastor Mark, if he calls, okay, obviously. Um, but anybody on that steering team or my, the staff calls, then I, I'm taking that call. And, I'm, and whatever, talking to them, whatever the situation is, being there for them, um, if I need to go over and talk with them, whatever. Uh, and my wife understands that. Because, by the way, in ministry, there is, there is sacrifice, by the way. There is. And I'm thankful that I have a wife that, that understands it. Um, she will tell me if I'm going a little overboard. I love, I love, by the way, guys, your wives have very good discernment, okay? Trust your wives' discernment, my wife will tell me. Um, but listen, we have to love, love our people, and we do it by action. I, listen, Pastor Mark, he can't be available for 8,000 people, right? right? But certain people he is available for. Pastor David can't be available like, for every single person, obviously, as God's going to grow this church, and it's busting out the seams, okay? All right? So we have these teams that have people leading them, and we need to love those people and then be available for those people, and as we're raising them as leaders, and we consistently do that, and we just, I'm thankful that I have people in the, in the, in the teams that I get to be part of, I'm thankful that they love me. And the fact of the matter is, we have to love each other, because that's what God says, right? So you have to love me, Okay? You have to. That's what God says. Um, so we just love, love, love one another, and we continually do that. And we do that. Um, you know, people people will know people will know that if you love them or you don't love them, people can tell. People can really truly tell. And I know with the ministries that I get to be part of, um, and especially the ones that I directly lead, it's we we have. This is kind of weird to say, but we have this. Love relationship is Christ-like love relationship for each other. And it's the best way to do life for sure. And so I want to encourage you all as you move forward um, going through this class um, and you're learning all these things that you're doing and you're going to apply those things that you're learning. Um, and I think last week Pastor Mark did character. Is that the first week? Yeah, yeah. Great teaching um, on character. And this week we talked about, you know, building teams, identifying leaders, maintaining teams and things like that. These are all things that you're going to use. And all the things you're going to use every week you're going to use, apply the principles because they do work. They do work. And God's placed you here for a reason. And, um, man, looking forward to all that God's going to do through all of you as you continue to, uh, man, make an impact in Sebastian because there's many lost people in Sebastian, okay? And um, God's doing a work here. Amen? All right. Pastor Craig, you want to come up and then we'll we'll kind of…
1: Thank you, Pastor Mike. So, this is the fun part of the evening questions and answers. So, um, who has our first question? Does anybody have any questions? Or was he that thorough? Because he was very thorough, wasn't he? He was. He really was. Good job.
2: Mike. Yeah, praise God. Well, it's not like you're opening the Bible. I mean, it's this little bit when, you're, when you go to like okay, every you go through teaching. You know, what I'm saying this is more like a topical type thing, um, but the principles work,
1: sir, for sure. So, who has a question?
2: Well, here, that'd be a good question for like Pastor David or Pastor Craig.
1: Um, Well, I'm just going to repeat his question so everybody heard it. The question Mike asks is, who starts the teams, special teams or any teams here at the church?
2: I I will share this with you if it's okay if I share this, that I've had people come to me and say, I want to start this this team, okay? Now, sometimes it's been, I want to start this team, but I want you, Pastor Mike, Mike, to lead it okay? And sometimes we've experienced that, okay? Then it's like, well, let me first, let's go back to you. Did God give you this vision, okay? Did God give you this this direction? If God's talking to you about this, then maybe you're going to be the leader. So maybe just start small with something. Maybe have people at your house and just start talking about things, okay? Start small, see what God does with it. And if it, it, you know, uh, did Pastor Mark Say last week, if uh, I think he said that if you're, if you're a leader and nobody's following you, you're what? You're just, just taking, taking a, walk, a walk, I said, I guess, okay? Okay, so it's, it's okay to do that and see if that's something that, that God wants to do. So I know for myself, I get people asking me that. Hey, I want to start this ministry, and it always comes back, well, why don't, to me, why don't I do it? And I'm like, listen, I, my hands are, I'm hearty, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But maybe God wants you to start it, and then bring some people together and just start talking about it and see what God does there and it could be a viable ministry that God wants. And with that, I don't think that's that answers your question for Pastor David. Hey, Pastor Craig, I think it's good to share with them what we've
3: been praying for for nine months with uh, Pete Elizabeth, um, with those two ministries and how we've been patient with that and we're watching God go before us before
1: we launch that. Ministry. I think that's a great example. Right, of how we're... How it we're, improves and how it happens. Right, we've been, uh, it's the hospital visitation and um, nursing home ministry. Uh, we've been praying about that, praying for leaders to come. Because, like Mike said, people come to us and they ask that, and then they want you to lead it. Well, we want people to lead. We, you know, we want leaders. And we encourage that. So Pastor David has been more on that side with those people. But, you know, that's the big thing is we have to make sure that we're praying about it and then we're asking. And that's what we've been doing. And I think we're getting some headway because God is being, he is faithful, even when we're not. And he's going before that. He's opening the right doors and making the right connections so that we can have this ministry happen.
2: So, and it means that you're, if you do that, you're not you're gonna you'll get guidance from the leaders, obviously, that God's placed here to help with those things, um, to lead, and some you know some helpful ways and what to do and things like that for sure. So, yeah.
1: Who? I th- did Mike. Did we answer your question? Yeah. Great question, by the way, Mike. Mike is faithful with his questions. He had one last week too. Thank you. <laughs> Let's let you know. Why so well, no? Right. Yeah. yeah the questions that's are good. Right. That was good. Who else has a question? I know there's got to be another question out there. Come on, Dan. That was an encouragement by Mike to Dan. Come on, Dan.
2: No. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. And we're, put, pray, we're praying with you, Dan. Can you put that Just slide back know. up? We're, add another <laughs> one. There we go. There you go. Mike, Pastor Michael, lead all
1: of your ministries. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, we have, we have a lot of ministries that are, are shut down because of COVID, yeah. and have, you know, so that's those you
2: know, like um, our
1: uh, Yes. and we're waiting for the Lord to untie him. And,
2: and That's it, a good yep, question. Past, well, Pastor past David, here he in. comes. Hang on.
1: On. He's right. coming
2: up. While, while things are like on this kind of like weird sabbatical, you know, and you're part of a team, it's real important, to, and you're going to talk about this communication, but it's really important that you keep communicating. So when, when we came to shutdown, the first thing that we did for the steering committee was to start to Zoom meet. And out of that Zoom meet, by the way, God gave us a vision. I, 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 this was from the Lord. We were, we were the first, I'm not, this is, this is all God, but we were the first ministry that did a Zoom Bible study. We were the first ones. It was called uh, Famous Men of the Bible You Never Heard of. We homegrown, we prayed, we asked God. And I remember telling Pastor Dave, he goes, you guys are starting a Zoom Bible study? And then I'm seeing uh, Carol from up in, she goes, are you doing a Zoom Bible study? I go, yeah. And we kicked that off. And I think we had like 150 guys on it. Um, throughout. And we had different leaders that, that helped, did groups. So, um, while you're in sabbatical, there's things that you can do that you want to connect somewhat because people, if we don't connect, people start to stray away a little bit, okay? All right. They were meeting at parks, you know. Um, you know, it's whatever, and and it's it's we are we are created to connect with each one another for sure and be in a relationship. So that's yeah, good. Mike, I
3: have a question for you, but I want to just kind of share a little bit from the hearts of all of us pastors. You guys, some of you have been here for. Like, Laura and Mike, you've been here for 12 years since really the campus started in high school. And then we have Pastor Ryan and his crew. And, you know, they're learning of, of us. And, Carol, you're part of that. One, one of the things that I think if you're, so if you're a leader in this room right now, and we do have leaders in this room. And I'm looking at you, Carol. I know you keep saying you're not, but you're here. So you'll inherit it probably. Um, but I'm looking around the room. I know who my leaders are that like are literally over a, a ministry um, Pastor Ryan, you've got the nine o'clock service. That's your ministry. I mean, you're the leader and, and we conduct ourselves. We operate that way. I give you heed to lead that ministry and we do it together. Um, but one of the most important things as you lead a ministry, if God gives you a position to lead a ministry, then what you need, what I've learned through Mike is that When God gives you a position to lead, the first thing that I've learned to say to myself is, how can I disciple somebody out of my job? And so I want to directly speak to all of you leaders in the room, because that's a challenge between you and God. So you're intentionally, and I know we'll get to this in this series, you're intentionally saying how can I disciple somebody to take this ministry so that if God chooses to move me to another ministry in the body of Christ, then it's, it's not a loss. And I, I think we need to get better at that, Pastor Craig, for this church. This is why CLT is a starting and starting point and all that because you all know well, we've had ministries here that were very successful. Wednesday night, the potluck service We had leaders that were leading that. They would come in two hours early. They would set up the area for over 100 people, right, Vivian? And I said, great. People came for dinner. We did a short teaching. We did whatever table you were at. You guys had a discussion. I put questions up here. You had a discussion, and then you all got the mic and told us what God showed you that night. We had over 100 people showing up. And then all of a sudden, the leaders... Step down. What happened to that ministry? Come on, tell me. Do you want to know what happened behind the scenes with our pastors? I said to the leaders, Who did you disciple to keep this ministry going? Well, nobody. Well, who do you have? Who who is mature? Who can nobody'll step up? So I said, then God's done with this ministry because we have stuff to do. We, we can't do everything, as, as Pastor Mike said. And then the second ministry was the nursing home, the brand new um, uh, living facility. I forget the name. Mary, what's the name? Compassion ministry. Compassion ministry. And what was the name of the place? Pelican Landing. And so we had someone that would step up and lead that. And, and it was wonderful. We had the worship team there on Christmas Eve. We went there every, every uh, what did we, Tuesday. Tuesday, we served communion to them once a week in that facility. They were brand new. They loved it. And people were coming, and lives were being changed. Leaders stepped down. We put an email out. We, asked, we met with the leader. We said, hey, who have you discipled to take this over? Well, I don't have anybody. Well, who, who can we as a pastoral team invite into the office and, and talk through? And I'm getting to your question. Talk through who would like to take this. And again, it was, well, nobody wants to be responsible to lead it. And so what happened to that ministry? Tell me. It disbanded. It disbanded. And I think as leaders, I, I, I think one of the things that when we consider leadership and God brings us into leadership is, is that we, we lead people. Yes, we're leading a ministry, but it's not about the ministry, is it? I mean, it's good and God gets the glory. But it really is about making disciples as we lead. And so I would just encourage you. I hope that's encouragement that when God gives you a position to lead. So, Mike, have you experienced that in in your time? And and how important is it that leaders in this room make leaders and and literally lead themselves out of a leadership position? So will you address that?
2: that? That's a really good point because, um, um, by the way, that never ends. It never ends. Um, I've, I've, there's, there's somebody at the, at, at the church in Melbourne that I've spent time now for I don't know how many years with, um, that if God were to remove me, whatever reason, okay, uh, to, that, that person would be my replacement. And I've had that on my mind, like, and here's the thing is, is that when Pastor David left, I was right there. So, I was like, who God brought to be with Pastor David, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm here, I'm leading now, okay, I need to have somebody, what if God takes me somewhere else? So I've raised somebody up to, to make sure that if that happens, that that person will then step in and take over, um, and he's, he's quite uh, able to do that. But with different ministries, it's a constant, don't stop praying, okay? Don't stop praying. And here's the thing is, when God gives you somebody, start asking. Start asking. Imagine what it looked like if everybody started, you know, praying and asking the people to be part of something. Um, I have a friend of mine that leads a church uh, in another town somewhere else, and it is expected that in that church that you will serve the Lord. It's not even a, like, oh, you're not going to, it's like, you're going to serve the Lord because we're all here for a reason. Matter of fact, on his mission trips, it's expected that if you're not going on one, I've been to his services, you're going you're gonna to help finance people to go. He says that to the church. About a thousand-person church. He took it over. It was 80 people. It's about a thousand people now. That's the expectation. But isn't that the expectation of God? For all of us to serve? Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to what? Serve." serve. And that should be the, a great expectation for here, to raise up leaders, to replace yourself. Um, nothing better, because I know one thing, when, when God's going to raise up a leader to replace you, He's going to do something greater through that person as He did with me to Pastor Dave. I'm no, just joking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was a joke. But, but, but here's the thing is, when we do that, Jesus, look at Jesus, He led the, the apostles, the disciples. He goes to the cross, okay, death, burial, resurrection. Has greater things been done since Jesus left? It is to the Holy Spirit, but it's also through the Holy Spirit and people. Okay, so God's always going to do that greater thing when you raise the right people up. God's going to do greater things through that person, and it's great. It's great to see that. Absolutely. So we're raising leaders. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. Keep asking Him. Um, we just need to be, I'm going to be honest with you, church. We need to be on our knees more. We need to be praying and crying out to God more and asking Him and inviting Him to be part of what, what God's, what He's doing. We want Him to be part of it, not myself, but what He's doing. We need to be praying a lot. Very nice. You know? And I know God's going to do, God will do amazing through, through people that are humble. God will do amazing things through that person. Always, never fails, never fails.
1: Thank you. I know, Laura. Laura, you had a question. What was your question? I think, okay. Okay. Laura's question was, "How do you handle the Judas thing?"
2: <laughs> okay. So, so here's the thing: is is that it, it's it's. I believe it's in the word for us to know. Okay? It's going to happen. And it happened to Jesus. It's going to happen to you and I. It's going to happen. I've had it happen before. And I think the big thing is that um, we have to communicate, all right? Because there's always, there's going to be a class on conflict resolution, okay? So, we have to be able to communicate and, and talk about the things that are happening. Matthew 18:15 is really good because if you sin against, if, if we sin against each other, we're supposed to talk to each other, number one. So, I always encourage the people that I'm with, listen, if I've sinned against you, you've got to, don't, don't, go back and say nothing, come and communicate with me, come and talk to me. Because if you go off alone and you let it build up on you, what it's going to do is it eventually is going to, it's going to do some damage to yourself, to our relationship, to the ministry, so we have to communicate. So that's the first thing we communicate and we talk about it. But essentially, if, 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 if that's going to happen, it's going to happen. It is what it is. But I, do, I did learn, I did learn it from Pastor David Fulker years ago that, When somebody's talking with you about something that you may have done or what I may have done, they may have spoken to you the right way or the wrong way. But for yourself, always see if there's a hint of truth in it. If they spoke to you the wrong way, understandable, but see if there's a hint of truth of what they were telling you about yourself. You know, God searched my heart. So reflect on that. If it's communication, if somebody's coming at you, not the right way, but also then start to think about, is there any truth, get my emotions aside, is there any truth that the person telling me about me, about my character, that I need to work on? Okay, does that make sense? Okay, and if it's not, if it's just, a, you know, just a person that's going to be, there's going to be wolves that are in sheep's clothing, it's going to happen, and thankfully we have leaders to help oversee that you can turn to and talk to, um, and you got great pastors here to kind of, communicate, hey, this is what's going on. What, you know, Ryan himself, you know, wh- what do we do in this situation? This is what's going on. I know the first thing these guys are going to do is they're going to say, let's pray first. Let's do the right thing, do it the right way. Um, so if you have that, definitely go to your, your, your leaders for sure. But communicate, obviously. that makes sense? Do you recommend having a third person leader, or will that make that person feel ambushed? Yeah. And I, I think it's best to do it one-on-one just to communicate. Now, if it's, not, if it's a violent situation, then of course, no, okay? But if it's a situation you guys can communicate, I think it's really good. It's just one-on-one, you two together because that's what Matthew 18, 15 is, that you communicate one-on-one. And here's the thing is, you have to come with a heart of not a baseball bat, okay, but a heart of like when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. You have to have that heart. You pray before you meet, seeking God. And when you meet together, often what I'll do is, uh, I'll have the other person pray when we meet, because I get to hear how their, where their heart is. Does that makes sense, okay? So if they if they if they start to pray first and they say, "You need to change, Pastor Mike," or he da 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 da, it's okay. So okay, now I know what's going on here, okay? Um, but I have the other person pray. But we do invite the Lord, and then we we communicate and talk, and then we get real and share, and and we talk about it. So. I would say, first off, you, 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 we can't force anything, but you have to scale back to what you can do and what you can't do. Some things that you just can't do, it is what it is. Maybe it's not the right timing. Maybe does, it's not there yet, whatever. God's doing a work. I know one thing. We all know those Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust the Lord with all our heart. Don't lean on understanding. Acknowledge Him in all the ways that we do. That's our action. And what does He do? He gives us a promise. What's His promise? Make our path straight. So if, if, there's, if you're overwhelmed with something that's going on, maybe it's just not the time right now to, to, to do it or, or wait. Start small. Be faithful just a little bit. Often we want to be faithful with much. <laughs> that's just the way we're wired, especially us guys sometimes. I want to be faithful with much. But if we're faithful with little, God will then take it and increase it when He wants to do it and then rest in Him that He'll do it, what He wants to do. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm weird or something, you know, but I, I love ministry, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, Cindy. Um, I'm so encouraged tonight. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I love what I get to do. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful I get to do what I do. And I, there's hard times, absolutely. But when you see God do things... Man, it's exciting. Like, you want to see God do more things. And so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I was on the way up here, I was listening to the radio, and they were talking about how people, like, are leaving the ministry, and people are just leaving, and pastors leaving. And, I, and, I, and, and they were talking about how because they're burnt out and things like this. And I'm just like, if you're feeling burnt out, maybe it just shouldn't be happening at that point. Scale back, take a, take a rest, seek God for little things. Watch what he does. Don't do it out of your power. Let God increase it. Watch what he does. Doesn't mean that we don't walk. We do walk absolutely, and we do physically do things absolutely. Um, but man, I've had nothing but some cool things happen in ministry. Okay, so I, I'm thankful for it, you know. And I left the high—I left the really high-paying job, by the way. Okay, um, and that was a struggle with that. Um, and but we've got to see God move in amazing ways. So uh, anyway, sorry going. That was good. That was good.
1: Yeah. Any other questions? Anybody? Kelly, yes.
2: A ministry in Calvary? A Calvary ministry. Hang on one
1: second. I just want to let everybody hear oh. the question. Kelly asked, if your ministry is not thriving or not surviving, is there counseling for that ministry, yeah, Help that's, for
2: that—that's a great question. Um, for myself, I keep in communication with the different leaders that are, that I oversee, and so I communicate a lot with them to see what's going on. And communi- Pastor Dave and I meet, and he talks to me about things as well, and asking him, how are things going. And sometimes things aren't going well, and maybe this is not the time. And I'll run past him and I'll, and I'll say, Pastor Dave, what are your thoughts on this? Because he's got Pastor Dave's got a lot of wisdom, um, and I'll ask him. And get his thoughts on some stuff, so he'll counsel me. But you have some pastors here as well to help with that as well. I know this women's ministry. You got Vivian is, you know, she's a spirit-filled woman, and she's seen ministry happen. You know, you know, and so, you know, so we do it together for sure. Um, so I would say yes on that, but.
1: Thank you, Pastor. No, I think you covered it. Thank you. Yes.
2: Can I answer that question real quick, um, and and I just answer that real quick because I remember once we had a when when Pastor Dave was in Melbourne we had a we had a bin study going on and we we did this thing where we tried something new and we did all these different these different groups and then we did that thing and we're all because the, the the thing we had before we had like 160 guys it was like all these things were happening and so we said okay let's do this we had like what like. Ten people, I think, signed up for all these different groups. It was like ten people for the whole thing. It was like eight different classes. It was total like, and we were like, we were like, de- I was, I'll be honest, I was like kind of dejected. You know, we were like, but well, what did we do? What, what Pastor days we prayed. And I'll tell you something, through that, there was two guys. We, played, we put two men for each of the groups because all these guys are coming. And we put two guys in each of these groups. So we had like 16 guys overseeing these. And we had a trickle of guys sign up. Why? I don't understand it. But did you know it enough you know this David? In one of the groups that had two people show up, one guy got saved. And if God wanted that for that one person. I remember talking to the two guys that were overseeing it, they were thinking maybe we just stop the class, there's only two guys coming. And we prayed and I said, "Listen, just just continue with it." One guy got saved in that class. And I could say the first thing the
3: leader would want to do is
2: take that as a rejection yes. of their own ability to teach. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor David. What happened the end of the class, Yeah. Well, be, be so they didn't do the they yeah. do It's okay. It, listen, we it it's right. it, it, it listen. Welcome to ministry. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> welcome to ministry. It, That's right. Yeah. That's right. It is. We you know we do just it, listen as Pastor Satan and Pastor Craig and and all of us here just just always praying and seeking the Lord and doing it together and what God brings He brings and then we minister to who God brings. That's right. Be faithful with it. And then, listen, God's asking, look, He's looking for our faithfulness, obviously, okay? And even when we're not faithful, God's always faithful, okay? So we just continue to do that, and then God's going to honor those things. And um, I know if this COVID thing has been difficult uh, our, for ourselves on Tuesday night, we, we started with a trickle, and it's, it's starting to come back somewhat a little bit. Um, but, you know, we could look at the numbers and go, well, it, used to, it was like this, and how come was like that? Well, heck, what's going on here? Um, but, uh, i I will assure you if we're faithful um God'll take care of the rest, and God'll put as many as he he's the one that takes care of it right I'm not called to 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 fill the seat. that's not my that's not my job that's right my job is to be faithful to the lord okay that's that's my yeah. that's my job and remember yeah.
1: jesus left the ninety nine to go after that one yeah. so the I, one, I will, the, one, the ones and twos matter so well
2: Go ahead, as, Mike, as we wrap it up, we'll wrap up because everyone wants to leave. I will say in the groups, one thing that we did put in the groups is I try to, try to, to encourage everybody to do is to stay in communication with their people. So on our men's nights, just so we have like what's called table shepherds. We we're we not tables right now. But they're shepherds. The shepherd's job is to be in touch with everybody. So if somebody doesn't show up, the shepherd who's over that group is supposed to call those people and just check on them. Not like, where were you? How come you didn't show up? But it's like, hey, how are you doing? And we also use the texting uh, thing here a, a, lot, you know, a lot as well, texting the groups, you know, you know so um, communication. So, yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, that's great. You know, I know we've, we've kind of gone a little long, but yeah, I sorry. do want to – no, no, it's great. Great interaction. But I do want to leave time for that one more question if somebody has it that didn't get to ask. If you have a question – If not, I'm going to ask Pastor Mike to close us in prayer. So, one more question. Anybody? I had a question for Vivian. I don't know
3: if you folks know, but out in
0: BLE, what was it last week? We had uh, a young man die on a four-wheeler. Okay. Right. I was one
2: of them. I, I fell, and people were bringing food to me. Yeah.
3: Did you start that?
2: No, well, that was started previous. I mean, that was started. No, I mean, out in the summer. Oh, no, no, I didn't start
1: that. It was community. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, let's, let's say that. I'm going to ask Pastor Mike to close his prayer. Sure. One of the things that I got tonight, and I just want to share this with you for me, is about being diligent in prayer. And I can tell you from my standpoint, I've never stood taller than when I've been on my knees. Praying, praying, and praying. So I want to thank you guys. I'm going to leave Pastor Mike to close us in prayer.
2: Sure. Yeah, God, we just thank you so much. And, Lord, you are incredibly amazing. You are so awesome. And, God, we are in awe of you and the things that you do, God. And, Lord, as we just move forward doing the things that you've called us to do, these leaders here that you've called, God, may they know that you called them. And, God, you will see things through, Lord, because it's your ministry. And, God, we just want to be faithful, God, and just start with the little that you provide for us and and be faithful with that little. And, God, let you do the increase and just keeping in tune with you um, and, God, in seeking you constantly, God, is um, being on our knees, coming and crying out to you, Lord. Um, and, God, we thank you for the work that you're gonna, you've been doing in Sebastian here at the church and now through Sebastian. God, we thank you for the work you're going to continue to do, God, as this body here just seeks you, God, to glorify you in all that it does. And, God, we do not do life alone. God, you, we do life with the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And we thank you, God, because with the Holy Spirit inside of us, God, we can walk this out, walk by the Spirit, because we know we will never gratify the flesh ones. We're walking by the Spirit. And so, God, we pray over this campus. We pray over the people. God, we pray over the community. God, and really, it's not just about us here. It's about all the churches in Sebastian that are following you, God. May there just be an outpouring of a revival through all the churches, God, and that, God, people come to know who you are, Lord, that you came to seek and save the lost, Lord. Because one day, God, it's going to be a time. There's going to be a judgment for sure. That is going to happen. You're a good God. You're a loving God, but it's also a God of judgment for sure. And, God, we don't want anybody to be judged for their sins, God. We want them to come to you, repent, accept you, follow you, in love with you, God. And so, God, we love you. We look forward to what you're going to do. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all his children said, amen, amen, amen. Amen,
1: amen. amen. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Uh, Be safe, and God bless. Praise God.